Please help Advanced Fashion Disruption welcome Carol from Ditto Forms to our phone and industry fashion friend. Today is phone a fashion industry friend Thursday, and I am super pleased to introduce one of my very favorite people. Um, she is a sort of a business associate here in Detroit, and she is the owner of Ditto Form, which is, I think, the best hands-down uh, dress form on the market, especially for people who do a lot of sewing for themselves. However, the pandemic uh, led the business to to being contacted by several Hollywood costumers to make dittos of uh, some very well-known actresses. And I had been talking to Carol before the pandemic about using her service to ditto the bodies of several of my top models so that I didn't have to constantly bring them in to do fittings. Oh, Carol, brilliant. tell us about you and tell us about Ditto Form. Give us all things Carol. Welcome. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, my name is Carol, obviously. And I fell into this business, literally, and it's been amazing. Ditto Form is a life-size copy of a real person the copy of their torso uh, and it is a custom dress form it's made out of foam so it's pinnable uh, and just uh, extremely useful but the the best part about it is that it's you it's not something that's made into you it starts with you and it is you i take a 3d digital scan a digital image of you and we use that digital image to carve you in foam. So it catches everything, your asymmetries, your uh, slopey shoulders, your straight, straight parts and your curvy, curvy parts, uh, um, tilted hips. And, and I think that that is the one thing that sets you light years ahead of other people who are doing what they call custom forms. Uh, in the past, most custom forms where they would give you a whole body map and you'd fill in all of these numbers. And of course, they would split them evenly between the right and the left half yeah. of the form. But no one's body is that way. Myself, I'm a little poochier mm -hmm. on the right part of my belly than the left. And ditto form would capture that. They're brilliant. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to, that. That is such an important thing to know. Absolutely. Uh, it, it will. It, when you're when you're using a model that's made of your measurements, and you put the garment on, if you have a bigger right bust or a bigger left bust, um, you're going to notice that that one of the busts doesn't fit. If you have a ditto form, if it fits on the form, it will absolutely fit perfectly on your body, which I think is a gift gift. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, I've made over 600 bodies now, so to speak, uh, of ditto forms. And every single one of them is different. And I mean, just not just a little different, they're different. Probably one of the biggest things I've noticed that people are not aware of is that symmetry thing. And even if they know their left half and their right half isn't the same, they think that their head and their nose and their chin and their neck and their belly button and the center of their crotch are all in a straight line. And they are not. I've almost <laughs> never seen that happen. So if you're trying to make something that has that looks straight, but your body isn't straight, you, you got a little bit of work to do. And so the ditto form gives you something that you can use to do that. Because if you use yourself, you're always moving. 
the digital form stays in one place. <laughs> and so you can work out, you know, what you're trying to do. If you're trying to emphasize something or de-emphasize something, if you want to make your slopey shoulders look like they're the same, you've got a tool to do that. So um, it's been quite, quite fun to do. I've been able to meet a lot of really interesting people. And I know people rave about the ditto form. Uh, I mean, you were written up in Women's Wear Daily about the ditto form. Um, uh, is it okay now to say which TV show uh, had you sculpt which actresses? Is that is that public knowledge now, or is that still sort of a... That was, it was actually in the article in Women's Wear Daily. So that was... Um, Shoot, I don't know off the top of my head. It's on the website. <laughs> um, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, when Hollywood was doing uh, all of these, putting in all these pla- things in place to protect actors and actresses, like we were doing everywhere. You know, requiring wipes and you know this and that and masks and all that. They had uh, an extensive protocol um, to protect um, people who were filming um, at staff as well as the talent, and um, so. They contacted um, Diddle Form through our um, then uh, LA distributor, and they contacted us. So, um, and they wrote it up in that Women's Wear Daily article. Uh, they called me and to talk to me about it. Uh, it was really a uh, really fun interview to do. Uh, the show was uh, the Netflix series uh, Grace and Frankie and Allison Fanger. It was a costume designer on that show. And it was through her request that this ended up happening. Um, so we did Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Um, so, so I didn't get so to meet them. But you had their them. bodies in your shop. Literally. Yes. You got to recreate them. And I know that they sent you a shirt as a, as a, um, <laughs> test proof to make sure that the shirt fit because it was something that was custom made for Miss Fonda. And I remember you brought that and, and you were having some questions about, is this even possible? I said, absolutely. She will probably have on some sort of shaperware. And then this figure is absolutely possible. Uh, and it worked out beautifully. Like the whole second half of that series, they, they had four in the can when they had to shut down and yeah. we all had to wait to see what mm-hmm. happened afterwards. And my enjoyment of the series, brilliant series, was so enhanced knowing that you had a part in that. And that's a huge part. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I, 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 you're very humble to make it sound just so um, Tuesday afternoon tea. But that was a huge thing. And that had to have been so helpful for uh, Allison, the costumer. And I have to think that, uh, and there's some more stuff, and, and I know that we can't talk about yet. Uh, but this is something that is starting to occur to the Hollywood costumers, what a tool this is to have in their arsenal, not to have to constantly be um, getting actors and actresses in their busy schedules to come in for fittings, 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 refittings. Um, I mean, what an amazing tool. And that's what I see it becoming for the fashion industry as well. I have three fit models, three different types of fit models. They're all the same size dress, but they all have very different bodies. And the ultimate plan when I'm back full scale production is to have each of them scanned so that I don't have to call them in for just small changes or small, small um, fitting issues. And once the garment's constructed, I can have the models come in to actually do the walking and make sure that all the parts work. So, um, I mean, I, I see exactly what my brain did as soon as you told me about Carol a couple months ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I need to call my favorites and get their measurements and who's here in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The measurements don't matter though, Megan. That's the amazing part. She literally does. And I know that she just invested, she, Carol just invested in this new scanning system, which has, has really given her a lot more mobility and the ability to make oh, the scans more that. accurately and, uh, and quicker. So people don't have to stand quite so long. But the fact that that like the measurements don't matter, you get um, a clone. I I was like, if we do the high end fashion thing, I think you should call them clone forms (laughs) because we're literally cloning the body. It is their literal body. It is their body. Uh, and it will measure out the same way that their body measures out. And, and it's, it's, it's made with some CAD programming and three-dimensional. I mean, Carol could tell you the techniques. I, I've, I, I used to be the Detroit scan site until COVID. Um, so I got to watch her scan some people. There was a young man who flew in all the way from Korea to have his body scanned. That is how unique her product is, right? Right, right. So the equipment... Um has been um, one of the learning challenges for me because I'm not from a technology background. I didn't go to school to study computers or graphic design or anything. Actually, this whole business is a learning curve for me, but it's been so much fun. So with the technology in particular, the original stuff that we had starting in 2015, um, it was the best equipment at the time that was portable and showed you an image right away. Um, and that was the same um, equipment that's used in fitness centers. So if you're going to go in and have, you know, get fit and mostly lose weight, but sometimes gain weight, um, you go in and you get scanned. Uh, and then they have you do their program, drink the shakes and run the miles and lift the weights and stuff. And then they scan you three months later and say, look, you gained weight, but don't worry, you you lost inches. And so you can see a visual of yourself before mm-hmm. and after. But it's that same equipment. And I would scan you and say, you're amazing. I'm going to build you. Uh, and so now um, the difference um, from that equipment to now is on that equipment, you had to stand on a platform that rotated and it was one camera that captured your image. And now what I do is you stand however it is you stand. You don't have to balance. You don't have to pose. Your arms don't have to be a certain way for the camera to catch you. You stand and I walk around you with a thing that looks like a steamer and it flashes light at you. And uh, really oh, fast- LIDAR or something else? It's uh, like a lighter. It's more like um, like an LED light flashing at you. Cool. Uh, not quite as annoying as it sounds because uh, it's actually pretty subtle. You don't really see the light. Um, so, but that it captures your image and you can see it as it's happening on the screen. So I have to position the subject so they're not watching the computer screen so they don't move uh, but you can you can breathe you just can't you know wave your arms around or you know adjust anything you just got to stand there um, and I walk around you and it captures so much um, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah it's 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 less equipment to carry around so it theoretically I'll be able to um, take it on an airplane and go somewhere whereas now I'm driving around in my jeep um, Okay, and and Carol's making that sound like she's getting in the Jeep and driving down to the local Target. Carol has been coast to coast, up and down the coast, crisscross the country. Mm -hmm. Carol, where are you? I'm in in, uh, 
Idaho, I'm in Texas, I'm in Washington, I'm in Washington, D.C., I'm in Florida, I'm in Pennsylvania this week, I'm going up to Maine. Um, so, so I, I mean, this is a person who is traveling tens, hundreds of thousands of miles by now, because you've been doing this for a few years. Yeah. And, and I it my, is... Go I, bought my, I bought my Jeep um, at the end of 2018, as one does in Detroit, you buy it on December 31st, right? Because they have yes. to sell last year's Mo- model. Model change. <laughs> so I bought it uh, December 31st, 2018. And right now I have close to 98,000 miles on it. So I, yes, I have driven everywhere. <laughs> so. Wow. So and, even and in think, less than 10 years, you've seen um, really some, some significant upgrades in the technology that you're working with, yeah? Yes, absolutely. On both sides of it, both the scanning side and the production, the manufacturing side, mm-hmm. uh, because the tools get better, the more experience you have, the more you learn to do different things, you know, like get into the weeds on that, but um having the same contractor for several years who understands me and the business and foam, you know, the machining part of it's so smooth right now. Um, and someday, you know, we'll be able to make that even faster. It might not reduce the time or cost, but it'll be faster in that there will be one less, two less steps in the process of putting things together. Right now I end up putting you together like a puzzle because we can't carve all out of one big block of foam, um, like a sculpture, you know, start with a block of foam, take away everything that's not you. Right now we, we take that image and make it into pieces um, so we can carve it and then put it back together. Um, but in the future, we'll, know what, one in the future of, we'll one be able the, to do that sculpture thing, you know. I, I love that. I'm looking forward to like the lasers in the ceiling just carving out <laughs> the body right from the scan because it's coming. I mean, we have, we have that. We've also... We've also talked about the possibility of eventually um, 3D printing yielding a foam that would be usable for you. And and that's something that obviously will happen for you in the future. I remember during the pandemic, one of your biggest um, stalls was not being able to get the adhesive that you use to put the foam <laughs> oh, together. Oh, God. Uh, and I, I mean, it, it, people were charging 10 times as much if, if she could even find a can of the adhesive. And thankfully, that supply chain issue eventually got worked out, or, or did it? It has. It has been worked out. Um, it, yeah, it was interesting. At one point in 2021, actually, so, you know, there's a lag time for some of the supply chain stuff. Um, the world ran out of glue and I don't know how many people knew that, but <laughs> you could not get spray adhesive. And I actually called uh, the company um, that makes it. Um, they have a number and a letter in their name <laughs> and they said, yeah, our our plants are shut down uh, and we do not have our projected start date. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> But they did wow. eventually start, but they were waiting for, you know, all the, the parts that go into the glue, the chemicals that go into the glue. So between ships getting stuck in the canal and things not being produced in Asia and an ice storm that shut down the refineries, you know, all of that was like. And at, at the same time, the second biggest shipping company in the world collapsed. Yes. So, so we lost thirty five percent of all the available ships. Anyway, that was, and the supply chain issue is one of the reasons that we're still seeing higher prices on things. Yeah. That's going to take a while to completely unkink as as much as we've worked on it. 
Um, and I was amazed at your resilience through that. You know, you know, my business collapsed and I'm still working to get on my feet. But I have to tell you how inspirational it's been mm-hmm. to watch you not only survive, but but to race to a, a higher plateau than you were beforehand when uh, many businesses are still working so hard just to maintain some sort of stability. I mean, we just lost the Cass Cafe after 35 years. Yeah. And that was absolutely directly related to COVID. So bravo on that. And thank you for being such an inspiration. I have to tell you, Carol, um, Megan is one of the only other people through the entire pandemic that constantly called and checked up on me. And Megan, Carol did the same thing. <laughs> I Carol love would you check, Carol. <laughs> she, would, she would check in on me. Uh, Carol has an interesting family, and we won't talk about that because it's not my story to tell. But Carol often had some insights that helped me to negotiate systems here that I was completely overwhelmed with. Um, Now, I have to say that Carol once did tell me that I looked like somebody's homeless uncle. (laughs) And and it was in the height height of the pandemic when I hadn't shaved and really was just wearing rags because why bother? Um, And and I I still laugh about that. But you're. uh, your image at that time was not uh, not high fashion. <laughs> no, no, it was it was definitely not my press picture. Um, so, I, I, and I thought that that was I loved that Carol was the kind of friend that could say something like that to me and know that I was not going to be offended and, in fact, still laugh about it. And and I'm going to be uh, Carol. Nothing is sacred here. I, I, I mean, we, we have sense, but we talk about we talk about things. You listen to our podcast. I so uh, I was supposed to make a trip with Carol. To Texas, and I had begun the process of reaching out to uh, um, the School of Fashion to see if they would host us and and the sewing guilds there. And this is before I realized how badly brain damaged I was, and I ended up with another case of COVID and sick and not breathing. And that was not the the part that was so challenging. The part that was challenging was that I had this brain fog and short term, complete short term memory loss that devastated my ability to work with complex information. And I dropped the ball so horribly. Um, And and Carol and I, we we talked about it at the time, but then we had to have a space and time where we we just didn't communicate much. I know that Carol uh, understood what had happened, but it still hurt because I told her I would do a thing and didn't do it. I was horribly ashamed and embarrassed that I dropped the ball so badly on a friend. Um, And so we both went through healing. And Megan, you'll like this. Carol started listening to the podcast and said, this is is a a para, para quote, paraphrasing. She said she had forgotten how brilliant I am. (laughs) <laughs> until she started listening. And I thought, well, thank you. know, So um, thank you for that compliment. And Megan, thank you for talking me into uh, the podcast so that I could remind my good friend and associate how brilliant I am. Uh, and, and Carol, Carol is, she's, she and I, she's my, she's my uh, Danny. Carol and I go to things like that, that uh, meeting that we went to, I showed you all the equipment. It was my first post mm-hmm. on our Facebook page. Carol and I were there together. Um, we've gone to several more of those meetings together and, and we are able to talk the way you and I talk. We talk Good. about the realities of what's happening here, what's not working, what is working. And I think that, that Carol is uh, my biggest I don't want to say fan because it's not that kind of relationship. It's way deeper. But she is she's the person here who cheers me on, who tells me that I can. And I so appreciate her for that. Carol, what's in the future? 
what is what is coming for Ditto Form? Well, yeah, we're on the cusp of lots of things. This new equipment has increased our capacity in a way that has astounded me a little bit. Um, I knew it would happen, but not. It's one of those things you know in your head, but you're not really sure. Um, so when it's actually turning into reality, so I um, in in. Um, conjunction with the fact that people have found us um, through all these different means. Um, my sales have gone from an average of eight per month to 20 per month. Um, and right now I'm still doing like all, all the things. So um, I'm going to need someone to, to help me do the production and help me do more sales communication and keep up with the social media and all of that because more orders are coming in because there's more scanners out there. Um, people found us. Uh, so I'm hoping to have permanent quote unquote scanners in all the corners of the country so that things can happen. Um, you don't have to wait for me to drive around and come, come in with mm. my fly into town in my Jeep, whatever. Uh, but there will be someone, you know, in your region, you might have to travel to Portland or Seattle or the other Portland in Maine or, you know, any of the Springfields, if you will. <laughs> I'm kidding. Any of the Springfields. Right? Portland, Maine, and Portland, Oregon. Yes. Uh, back uh, 15 years ago, I was doing a big, huge um, show convention in Portland, Oregon, and I had cards printed in Florida and told them they needed to be sent to Portland overnight, paid a fortune, $212, and told them to make sure that they had PDX, and they sent them to Portland, Maine. So I did the entire convention without cards. Uh, needless to say, they never printed for me again. But those two Portlands do get confused, as do the Springfields and the Kansas cities. Yes. So you always have to make sure that those those are, in, you know, Detroit, Texas is not well known. No. But um, the Springfields, the Portlands, and the Kansas cities are all well known, and they're all in different places. So it's it's important. Uh, just amazing. Megan, you must have a shit ton of questions. So oh I'm going to shut up. So you're talking about um, ramping up production, but at this moment you're doing everything yourself and people are finding you, are they finding you because you're going to different um, sewing communities or are these college settings that you're doing these scanning? How, how, like how do people find, how have they been finding you? Well, Diddle Form is definitely one of those word of mouth businesses. Uh, people tell each other that they like it. Um, it it's, a, it's a big expense. Our, our cost right now is $17.50. Uh, so it's, it's an investment uh, in your yourself, in your hobby or your projects or whatever. Uh, so people want to know it's going to work because it's not something you can go down to the local target and see what it looks like, right? You have to right. kind of trust the universe that it's going to work. So if you know somebody who has one, more the better. Um, so that has, uh, the word of mouth is, is the biggest thing, but I've been also been advertising in threads magazine and so news threads magazine since 2018. So, so news since 2019, 2020, something like that. So people have every quarter when they're flipping through their favorite magazine have seen ditto form. They've seen it on the podcasts and Pinterest and, you know, um, not podcasts, but, um, 
the Instagram. Well, they will now. Did you know that our rating came out today, Carol, and we are 110? on apple podcasts for fashion and beauty out of like 30,000 podcasts so right. uh, we're, we definitely have a, a people who will listen and i will tell you i am doing the math right now um if you sew every day you are paying four dollars and 66 cents a day to have your body cloned and that's in a year uh, mm-hmm. If you use this for two years, you're paying, you know, so after four years, you paid a dollar a day yeah. to have your own body to work on and you saved yourself hours of time and readjusting mm-hmm. things. And as a designer and as a uh, for the costume designers in Hollywood, um, I pay fit models That's, mm-hmm. that they always get paid. And uh, I can pay fit models one hundred and fifty bucks for a seven hour, eight hour day. 150 bucks times 10 sessions is 1500 times two more 1800. So for the cost of 12 sessions, I have that model's body forever. And it doesn't take away her work. It takes away her fit work. It means that I can have her in more often for live trials. I can have her in to do different things. Um, so she's she's not losing income, but I am saving money that I can then utilize elsewhere. So $1,700 may have sticker shock for some people, but it shouldn't because it, it um, the value is immense. And I, I, I can't wait to get my own. Uh, and as I'm thinking about starting to sew for myself again, Miss Carol, yep. I may have to have you scan me. Absolutely. Because I'm just not happy with the, the clothing that is available and everything that I get in, I have to alter. And even doing the alterations on a, on a form of my... Now, here's the thing that I think would be scary. <laughs> I don't think I know what I look like because I've only ever seen myself in a mirror. And of course, I'm always, I'm always angling my head to give myself the best, most, you know, I have the, the, the mirror tilted against the wall a bit to elongate me. Uh, is there a freak out when people actually see what their body I looks like question. from across the room? It is, it is one of the biggest things that I deal with, with individuals from the very moment that I start talking to them, I, I need to tell them you know, that the ditto form is different from a human because it's not going to squish. You know, when I poke my belly, I squish. When I poke my ditto form belly, it does not squish. (laughs) Um, So there's that little bit of difference. But also no one ever sees themselves straight on from the back. Even in pictures, we tend to like not really look at it. Um, And when we look at pictures of ourselves, we tend to look at our eyes, not the, the picture you know, the actual shape. And we have a, a idea in our head about what we look like. That's not the same as what it is. There's so much body dysmorphia, I think is that what it's called, um, out mm-hmm. there that people do not know what it looks like. So I've had several women say to me that when they got it, they were horrified. I said, you shouldn't be horrified. It is who you are. What you have to do is embrace it. Now, you might not be able to love it, you know, this whole everyone is beautiful sort of thing is wonderful. Be your own kind of beautiful is one of our early mottos at Ditto Forum, but that's kind of a stretch for a lot of people. Um, So if you can just accept that that is what you look like and that's who you are, the tool becomes really, really helpful. So because it challenges them as a designer too, because 
like, okay, so now you have to end this moment, accept the body as it is, and design in a different way that makes you feel a different way about your body. Because at the end of the day, it's how you feel when you walk out the door, right? Exactly. Or into the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. and, and, and as a pattern maker and a designer, I can make anyone's body, including my own, look the way I or they want it to. And that is the beauty of actually having a true body form is that I don't have to guess and then adjust and guess and adjust. Right. Um, you know, I've talked to Carol about getting um, some forms and trying to get them into colleges instead of dressing size two to size eight mannequins. Let's also for seniors, give them some really challenging body types yeah and make certain that they can make clothing for actual people's bodies and that's something that i'm still going to work with carol on because i think that that is such a necessary thing for our graduating designers they come out with no clue how to make something for a curvy woman or a woman who is curvy on the bottom and small on the top or who has a very shallow chest or a very close bosom or who has a hollow back they don't know how to deal with that and and that is where a lot of them begin uh, the failure and the dropout rate from the industry because they have clients that are unhappy because they don't understand fitting a real body so i think that the future for ditto form uh, i i see you having several um subsidiaries or several divisions of ditto form you know your ditto form for customers your ditto form elite for your fashion designers you have your ditto form student forms and i think that um you're the person to take it there i mean you've just been super impressive to me this entire time i want to know if you were able to turn somebody around who at first saw one of the forms of themselves and then just contacted you back and was like, okay, nope, I was like, this is it. This is the bee's knees. <laughs> so um, I had one woman say to me, it took me a while, but when I learned to trust the ditto form, things started to work. So she had to trust that it was right. Another one said, I couldn't look at it straight for three months. But then once I could look at it, then it made sense. I have had a couple of people look at it and say, oh, I look old and tired, you know, or, oh, I thought I looked, you know, some way and um, I wish I was back to my whatever. And they have, you know, gotten their exercise game in gear and they've lost weight. And so we were able to make some changes for those people because uh, you can't alter it. But a lot of people just, you just have to get used to it. I, I was one of those people who could not look at it straight. When I first did uh, the first one here with the new machinist, when I moved to Michigan, I was convinced his calibration was off. I kept measuring it because I thought there's no way that this is right. And my sister was like, stop. It's exactly you. Thank you for listening in on our phone and industry fashion friend. And thank you, Carol, from Ditto Form. You can find her website in our show notes, dittoform.com. And you can go to our website, advancedfashiondisruption.com, and listen to all of our past episodes. At the very bottom of every single page, you will find a Patreon link. And there we'd love for you to buy us a cup of coffee. If you can't do that, just share this link with somebody that you know that loves fashion. We love to reach as many people as we possibly can. 
and we really appreciate your reviews on our affiliate websites or the host websites that play our podcasts. So once again, please reach out to us. Go to the contact us portion of our website. Tell us who you want to talk to. Tell us you want to hear from Carol again. She was awesome. I want to, I want to talk to Carol again. Thanks so much for listening, guys.